With that in mind, let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Father, we are just thankful that you are present this morning. We know that where more than two are gathered, uh, you are present. We, Lord, now pray for the power of the Spirit to teach us, enable us to understand more about what you have to say to us. And, Lord, that the words that I use are not my words, but your words. And we pray, Lord, that you will just continue to bless us and keep us. We pray for our brethren, like Big Jim, like Jasper, those people who are recovering and ailing. We lift them up to you right now. We pray that you will just touch their bodies, heal them, bring them back to us. We thank you, Lord, how those two men, in fact, do love you, do know who you are, and have a relationship with you, which reminds us of the importance of remembering that without a relationship with Jesus Christ, you don't have a future. We pray, Lord, that you'll just bless us now. Bless this lesson. We give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Let's go to the top of the lesson, Lesson 12. For those who have a copy, I apologize in advance for repetition, but this will help us to get up to speed for everybody here in the room, as well as uh, for those who are awaiting copies of the lesson as well, too, that they'll have what they need to be able to function properly. So if you ever thought, have, if God had been there, one of the things that we have to always keep in mind, and remember when we're talking about God's presence, God's presence is always there. It doesn't change. It hasn't changed. It hasn't deviated one bit. Because we are in the flesh, our minds sometimes play tricks on us. Where we think that God is not present when something bad is happening. Now, we just prayed about a couple of instances where we know that people are in pain or in difficulty right now. But we also recognize that there, your mind can tell you, God, where is God right now? What's happening? What is going on? Why is this being allowed to happen? Why are these things occurring? These are all natural questions that we ask. And it's okay to ask those questions. The reason why it's okay to ask those questions is because God knows who you are, and sometimes asking those questions does what? Draws us back to the source of who we are, and that's Jesus Christ. Those questions can be asked because they prompt you to find a solution. We are very solution-oriented people. Now, this is not psychology. This is fact. We always want answers to questions, and we always want to try to resolve these questions with answers. But the solution ultimately is going to be back in Jesus Christ. And that's what we have to keep in mind here. So it says here at the top of the handout, lesson number 12, <clears throat> we often create if-then scenarios to explain why things happen or don't happen. If God had been there, then that accident wouldn't have happened. If God was present, then this evil and sorrow wouldn't be going on. Yet, we know God is everywhere, omnipresent. So if he is there, why doesn't his presence protect us and prevent suffering? That word should be prevent suffering. Why doesn't, it ha why doesn't he prevent suffering? Well, God has allowed all kinds of things in our lives. Amen? Amen? He has allowed things to happen to us 
that we certainly don't understand, and we're not going to begin to understand, but yet he allows it. And what is the purpose of that? Well, let's go further into the lesson, and we'll see if we can figure that out. But it's something that we need to keep in mind, that whenever there's adversity, it does not mean that God took a vacation or left the building. He's still there. Lazarus' sister Martha had similar thoughts when it came to the suffering and death of her brother. Now go to John eleven twenty one. Again, uh, my apologies to those who have been here. We went over this before, but this is going to be for the benefit of everybody here because there has to be a contextual um, reference to these passages as we go forward. John eleven twenty one. This is a great passage, by the way, too, because it talks about Martha, and we're talking about Lazarus, and we're talking about what happened in the process where Jesus was ultimately trying to teach lessons. Never forget this. When we read about the Gospels, the four Gospels in the New Testament, Jesus is all about teaching. His ministry, for the two and a half years, once he pretty much came on the scene was all about teaching. And even when he was a child, he was teaching in the temple. He's all about teaching. And that's something that we have to always understand. Yes, he is Lord. Yes, he is is sovereign. Yes, he is all these other things. But you know what? He is a teacher. Amen? He's a teacher through the Spirit. He promised the Spirit to do what? Teach you, guide you, instruct you, help you, convict you, do all, those are all teaching things. Those are all teaching opportunities. Has the Lord not taught you through the power of the Spirit from the time when you became a believer, and even before that, until today? Everyone is further ahead because of that teaching. And that teaching is ongoing. So here's another teachable moment for Martha. In John eleven twenty one, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now that's a speculation. Is Martha's statement to Jesus true? Why or why not? I saw someone shake their head and say no. Okay. You want to elaborate on that or you just want to... <laughs> Okay, the faith was an issue there, the the level of faith, the magnitude of faith. And I think that that is true, although she did know who Jesus was and know that he was capable of healing. But even in that, we're still learning about who Jesus is, aren't we? We're still learning about who Jesus is. We know his capabilities. We know what he can do. We know what he is capable of doing. My goodness, he is the one who is at the right hand of God. He's prepared a place for us in heaven. We know that these things are true based upon our belief in Scripture and belief in who he is. But guess what? We're still learning about who Jesus really is. And Martha's doing the same thing here. Correct. Three years. No. Because of the I don't think that was recorded where it really 
Okay, well, Martha, first of all, is not wrong. Remember what we said at the beginning here. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to seek answers. It's okay to search out. It's okay for him, her to even state to him, Lord, if you had been here, this wouldn't have happened. Well, that's fine. But what we are finding out here, though, is that there's still more to learn, isn't there? It's not a wrong statement. It's a statement that is a challenge to her faith and understanding of who Jesus is. This is not unlike each and every one of us in this room. Amen? Speak nice and loud for everybody to hear you. That's right. So she actually believed that her brother died not because of anything that she did. Right. She believed he, he died as a result of the Lord not being present. So Correct. Believed That's what she thought. She said, Donna, this would not have happened had you not been That's here. right. If you'd have been here, this wouldn't have happened. Well, I, I'll and, tell and, you. And the sad part about that is, though, is that's her frame of mind. Not well, saying it was true, just saying that's what she believed. Right. That was her faith, but faith always goes back to evidence. That was something that seemed in her that caused her to have this belief. You don't have faith without an object. You've got to go back to where something originated yeah. from and go from there. Well, but the point in order to have faith. But the point I was making is that. Her faith is based off what she saw. But here's the point. The point is that this is the first time this is what she sees. A lot of what we do. This is what I see. This is where I am. This is how it is. Then telling her, which is what Melvin's getting ready to, and I'm not trying to tell the rest of that, is that there's a lesson getting ready to be taught. Being getting ready to be taught is, is that Jesus was present even though she did not know that. He's getting ready to show her that he is Jesus. There's a plan getting ready to go ahead and go. I can't say anymore because I'm No, you can no, it's all right. Go ahead. What's getting ready to happen is, is that this is just the beginning of the story. That's right. This is the beginning of the lesson. How many of you have ever watched, how many of you have ever watched a, uh, well, there's a couple ways to look at this, a NASCAR race, a, a car race, it could be any race, okay. Now, people watch NASCAR for different reasons, amen? You got a whole different, and this is, this is going to make the point I'm making about Martha versus Mary or anybody else. People have different responses or reactions to different things. They might see the same thing, but they respond differently. Some people will watch a NASCAR race because they want to see good racing. You know, you know, drafting, blocking, all that type of stuff. Some people will watch a race just to see the crashes. And even in the midst of the crashes, they want to see, you know, a million cars pile up. Now, the first thing I think about when I look at a car crash in NASCAR is the person okay that was in the crash. Some folks don't care. They don't care if somebody crashes and it's like gets wiped out. 
you know, Dale Earnhardt was killed in the last lap of the Daytona 500 in 2000 because he was trying to draft someone and help a guy go ahead of him and win the race. And it was an innocent thing, but he went head on into the wall and was not harnessed in. A lot of people don't realize that and recognize that it's a very dangerous sport and you have to take precautions, but you find out after the fact, oh, this is what happened. People really realize it when the race is over. Yes, go ahead. Right. Sure. Yep. Great example. And understand something. We have these different lessons in Scripture because we're all different. We all process information differently. We're not going to process information the same way. We can look back on things like this in Scripture and say, yeah, well, if they had had that information, well, they didn't have that information. There had to be a learning experience that had to take place for the individuals involved. Those lessons are there for us. And we recognize the different personalities. There are some Thomases out there that love the Lord, just like Thomas, but they got to see all everything. They got to see evidence of this, they got to see this, this, and this. There are some of us that don't need that. And those are challenges to all of us to understand that we all process information differently. Don't you think God in his wisdom knows that? He knows that. So we're not talking about picking apart Martha because that's not the point of this. The point of this is to show Martha's process. Remember, she loved Jesus. Loved Jesus and knew his capabilities beforehand that he was a healer. That's the evidence that she had seen that entire time. He was a healer. He could be the one to preserve and keep her brother. But she also equated this healing with a physical presence. Now remember, what is our lesson about today? God, if you were here. Wait a minute. That's reminding you. Y'all about to fire off. That's reminding you that it has... It's a teachable moment to understand that God's presence is always there. We just got through saying this. But now we're talking about a one-on-one encounter. We're talking about a one-on-one teaching lesson here. Okay, you both tied almost for putting your hands up at the same time, so one of you go first. (laughs) Yes. Yo, that's right. That's right. Right. Both of them.
That's right. Stunning observation. Do you understand what she's saying here? Because we are friends of yours. You know who we are. Why would you let this happen? As opposed to a total stranger. Now, understand something. Again, this comes down to people, depending upon their relationship with the Lord, they may feel they have an inside track. We've got to come back to the fact that God does not play favorites. He does not play... This is a learning moment again. Now, I, I saw her hand go up. Did you want to add? And, I'm, and I saw you do one of these little... You kind of double clutch a little bit there, so I wasn't sure if you were going to say something else. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Did you want to add something or you That's true. Yeah. Well, we're not elevating to him to a Messiah level based upon this conversation. This is strictly looking at... Right. Okay. I agree with that. However, I will also challenge you in looking at this passage. We're looking at natural responses based upon information that is supported by Scripture. We're not elevating Jesus any more than what he... All they know is that Jesus was someone really special. They know he could heal. They know he had the power to do so. That's as far as we've gone. So we, we have more information about that, obviously. Correct. And that's, and that's where we are. I think we're there. I, I don't think we're going beyond that. 
But it's important for us to see that this is a teachable opportunity, which is what is happening right now. That's right. Sure. Okay. One more time. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Correct. Correct. good that's that's fair so we've got all that information scripturally we're good okay so let's go on further we already said that we don't believe that Martha's statement was true we're kind of but we had the benefit of extra information that Martha didn't have correct she had a lot let's let's give credit to where credit is due but she's still learning about who Jesus is you know, what does that mean, you're the one coming into the world? Well, does that mean Messiah? Yeah, maybe. But that's as far as we can go with it. We don't really know. So let's go further. She believed, now this is, again, getting back to what this lesson is about. She believed that Jesus' presence could protect and provide power. Okay? She believed that. She knew he could touch Lazarus and heal him. That's another fact. We can check that off as well, too. He had done it for others. He could do it for her. That is true. But consider this. Is it a complete or thorough statement of truth? Does her statement reveal that she was limiting God's power to his physical presence? Maybe so. And here's another question. Could Lazarus have died with Jesus right there with him, holding his hand? Yes. Why? <laughs> okay. It's a teachable moment. Can you? He could we it could could Lazarus have died with Jesus right there in his presence? If it... Well, she just said if it was God's will for it to happen, it would happen. Yes. Okay.
but even but even in that she still has to learn more about the eternal aspect of what this is she has it from the physical presence aspect but not the eternal ramifications with that that's what's happening here that's what we need to understand here we're all going to die amen Every man who is born is appointed to die at some point. But death here is not supposed to be the end. And this is what Martha has to learn, too, in this. She's equating his presence. Well, he didn't have to die at all if you were there. Well, we're saying now, yeah, he could have died even when he was, was there. But we're supporting it with what? Scriptural information. Because let's face it, Lazarus was raised, and he guess what? He died again. He died again later because, yeah, he was appointed to die just like he was before. It's more about learning about this point about this resurrection. I am the resurrection. He is teaching what that represents and what that means. Verse 3? Verse 3 and 4 in, in John 11, right? Okay. No, go ahead and read it. You got it in front of you. Okay. Do you think they understood that, though, even when he said that? No. We have the benefit. We have the benefit of information that Martha did not have at that time. Because, let's face it, if we were back in that time and we heard those words, what does that mean? We're still learning. She was still learning. And remember... That's exactly how the disciples were being taught, too. They were being told stuff all the time, being taught stuff by Jesus all the time. What? What does that mean? It was put on their minds, but what did Jesus have to do to have them to have gain complete understanding? He gave them the Spirit to help them recognize what's being said. Yes. Yes. Everybody. Sometimes you have to have the reinforcement of evidence to support what's being said. That's just how we learn. How do we process information? All of us learn differently. We all learn in different levels and speeds. There are different ways that we, we know this. This is, this is based upon data that you know, has been gathered for centuries. We all learn differently. Well, that's true. Well, credentials, yeah, we had to be, we had to be cautious about that too. <laughs> but we all process information differently. We all are created differently. We all recognize things differently. We have the benefit of having the 66 books of the Bible. Well, Martha didn't have all that. She was still learning. But that's something that we have to see as we go forward in this passage as well too. Okay, so let's go back to the handout again. 
This is all good discussion, by the way. If you had been there, was looking back and speculating, speculating, it conjures up a scenario that we don't know is true. In John 11, verses 23 and 24, Jesus directed Martha to look toward truth, which was much more important than valuing this friendship type thing. One thing we have to understand is that truth has to rule the day when it comes to looking at Scripture, looking at who Jesus Christ is. She is being directed to go back to truth. Look at verses 23 and 24. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Okay. Look toward truth. He didn't have her look back or speculate, but instead look to truth. And what did he tell her in John eleven twenty five? 25? Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Now, this is new information for Martha. No matter how you look at it, she's only looking at it from a temporal perspective because of Jesus' presence on earth. But nothing about eternity until we get to this point. So even in this teaching, yes, Martha loved Jesus, knew that Jesus was this person who was appointed to be on earth, to be the king or whatever he was going to be, even though that's still not understood. But now we got this additional piece of information in verse 25. Even whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Well, that's the gospel message. All it takes for you to have eternal life with Jesus Christ is to believe he is who he is. Nothing fancy. You don't have to jump through hoops. Just believe. That's all he asks. He's giving truth here. Okay. And verse 26, And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Now she's saying, yes, I believe you're the Christ, the Son of God who is coming into the world. Okay. We got that part. There's still more teaching to take place. Because grasping this thing about eternity is not a slam dunk. How much do you know about eternity other than what is being spoken of in Scripture? You don't know a doggone thing, do you? You don't know. You don't know. When you look in the book of, is it Samuel? When that soothsayer or whatever brings Samuel back, and Samuel's talking, why are you disturbing me? Well, that's a glimpse of something. It's implying that it's a place of rest. But that's all it is. We don't know for sure what that means. But we have only the promises that are given in Scripture about a, a place being prepared for you. It's a place we know in Revelation about the, the, the pure gold streets, that type of... That's what we know, but we don't know what that is because we haven't been there yet. We're still learning. The Spirit has to teach us, and like Paul said, he's right. We're not going to know until we're there. Amen? 
We can speculate about it all we want to, but we don't know anything until we get there. But we have the promise that Jesus will be there with us. They didn't have it. Of course. That's true. That's right. Yep. And let's 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 finish with this point here. I think I got few more minutes. Time flies. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection. Now, notice the words, I am. He is not the I think. He is not the I assume. He is I am. This is again something for us. I am. Y'all going back and forth and reading. Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, Martha is not part of that conversation. Well, I know, but the conversation is for the... For the disciples. Yes, he's teaching them too. That's a great point. That's a great point. He's teaching them too. You see all the teaching going on? This is what we need to understand as we read this passage, because we've got interactions with different people. We've got disciples involved here. We've got Martha involved. We've got Mary involved. But there's teaching that's being done at different levels of understanding. But even the disciples, if they, when they witness this thing, they'll, they'll be saying, what in the world just happened here? Here's a man who's been dead for like three days, four days. Yeah. You see all the radical teaching that's taking place here? Yeah, these people aren't used to any of this. This is all new stuff. Everything that's taking place here is all new. This isn't stuff that was done before. You know how we say stuff like, you know, it's happened before, like, you know, life is a big cycle. You know, you know one thing, you know, some things stay the same, things happen. This was stuff that never happened before. This is all new. He is, I am. Please note that if-then scenarios never bring us comfort. Amen? Scenarios never bring us comfort. You don't pray to God for a scenario. You pray for an outcome. You want to see an outcome. You want to see something good, but you don't pray to God for a scenario. If then. That's not how he operates. That's not how he operates. We don't know if our if really happened. The then would automatically follow. If you, you may have someone dear to you ask the if question about, you may be the one who feels, if God had been here with me then. The hard truth is you really don't know. None of us do. None of us do. We feel, we think, and we speculate, but we don't know. We don't know. Especially when you're dealing with a sovereign God. You can't predict what God's going to do. can't. 
Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's right. You just said the word teachers. Because even in these moments where we don't know, he is still teaching us. The Spirit, thank goodness for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what teaches us. We need to be taught in these moments of difficulty. Do we understand all the stuff that happens to us? Absolutely not. But in his graciousness, because we call upon him, even in our lack of understanding, he gives us comfort because we are assured of his presence. And even in that, you are being taught. You're Martha? That's all right. You can be Martha. the question. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. But, but even Walter asks questions. He just doesn't do it as vocally. But he asks questions. Because everybody in this room asks questions. You should be questioning. God is assuring you with his word that it's true. But even in our flesh, we still question it. And that's, you know what, that's okay. He knows exactly who you are. He wants you to question it. Because that's how you understand and learn. When you go to school... Do you just sit in class all the time? I mean, the worst students, okay, the worst students sit in class and don't ask any questions. They're just, they've checked out. They're not interested. They don't really care. The really good students ask questions. Even if they do it to themselves. That's how you learn. All right, we got to stop. We'll pick up next time. What verse are you reading? Just read it. <laughs> I think I know where you... Well, that's where faith comes in, isn't it? The things that we can't see, we have to have faith. But that's right. Nope. 
Amen. Amen. Well, we're all on the same page, aren't we? Amen. I hope this was beneficial to get you really to think about these things. Yeah. That's very true, too, because we're all, we're all created in his image, aren't we? So there, we are still the same. We're all children of God, but we process information differently. No question. Yes. Yes. Yep. Amen. And we're still being taught today, aren't we? Amen. Still being taught. Father, thank you for this time you've given us to come before you and just hear you speak to us. Lord, we are just so thankful that you never stop teaching us. You never stop teaching us. We have so much more to learn and understand. Yes, we have a basic understanding of who you are. We have the benefit of your word. We have the benefit of the teachings about faith. We have the benefits of teaching about truth. But, Lord, you're still teaching us. There's still much more for us to learn. We thank you for your presence today. We thank you for the lessons being taught here in this particular lesson. And we thank you for helping us to deal with the lessons of life as they come along. We pray now for the upcoming message and the speaker. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. We'll pick up next week.